today, and forever. Amen. Why don't you stand up? We're going to worship with a new song this morning.
thought that says you're not lovable every thought that says well I'm just stuck like this God we want to say hello to the hope and the truth that is found in Jesus Christ and goodbye fear Goodbye guilt, goodbye shame, and goodbye pain, goodbye grave, it's a new horizon, and goodbye fear, goodbye guilt, goodbye shame, goodbye pain, goodbye grave, it's a new horizon, goodbye guilt, goodbye guilt. Goodbye, shame. Goodbye, pain. Goodbye, grave. It's a new horizon. Yeah. Father, we walk into your light this morning, into your grace, into your love. Because you are the one that holds our future in your hand. you hold our future. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated, church. Well, good morning, church family. We are so glad that you are choosing to close out 2023 in what I think is the best way possible 
in God's house, worshiping him this morning. We're so glad that you are here joining us today. Um, Hopefully you've been blessed already by worship. And I know Pastor Walter has a great word ahead of for you. So what a wonderful, wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. Before 2024 has even started, we're already out on the, on the right foot. So we're glad that you're here. If you are visiting with us today, um, we have a gift just for you out at the welcome table. I hope that you will stop by and grab that and connect with um, our volunteers out there. Or you can text the number 904-441-6900. Text the word CONNECT. That will pull up a link with our digital connect card. It's a great way also, if you've been a part of our church family for a while, to share your prayer request through that link. Or you can use your um, camera app on your phone and scan that QR code right there. That'll also pull it up. So we hope that you will connect with us. Let us know that you're visiting, where you're from, or if you have a prayer request through that. Um, 2023 was a pretty exciting year for our church. We saw so many amazing things that God did through Anastasia Church, and we're so expectant for what 2024 will hold. So I'm going to tell you just a few things to look forward to um, in the next few weeks. Next Sunday, our children's ministries on Sunday mornings and youth will resume. So um, your kids will have a fun, safe space to learn and grow on Sunday morning. And then we're looking forward to our Wednesday night kickoff on January 17th. So kids praise, women's ministries, men's ministries, all of our Wednesday night activities will be kicking off January 17th. Hopefully you will be a part of what's going on during the week here at Anastasia Church. And then if you are a man, we have a an amazing event, Champion, coming up on February 4th. You do not wanna miss out on this men. Register today and be a part of it. Make this part of your plan for 2024 to be in fellowship together, to strengthen your walk with the Lord. So I hope that you will register for that and be a part of it, men. We also, part of our 2023, we saw a very generous year of giving from our church family. You can see the effects of that in the buildings that we're building, but more importantly, in the lives that were transformed because of your generosity. We had more baptisms this past year than I remember in all of my years here at Anastasia. And you are a part of that through your generosity. And we're so incredibly thankful for it. Our Lottie Moon Christmas offering, we had a goal of $20,000 and you guys surpassed it. That money goes straight to missionaries to help continue spread the good news of Jesus. So thank you for making that a priority. Thank you for making God's work a priority in 2023. And we're so excited. I'm especially excited because on Wednesday, I will get to take 25 of our college students to passion, to be a part of the passion movement, to see them grow in their relationship with the Lord. And it's because this church believes in the next generation because you all are investing your time your money, your efforts, and what God has and what's to come. So if you would like to partner with us today, there's a few ways that you can do that. We have offering boxes located throughout the church. If you would like to give that way, you can also use the QR code, scan that, that will pull up our digital giving link. But thank you so much for your generosity. I hope that you can see 
how God is using it. I hope you can feel the blessing that God has placed on Anastasia Church because of your generosity. Will you pray with me, please? Lord, as we look at all the amazing things that you have done this past year in 2023 and the amazing ways that you have moved and the incredible ways that you have used your people to further your kingdom, Lord, we just stand in awe of how amazing you are, God. And as we look to 2024, Lord, we don't know what's to come, but we know that if you are in the center of it, Lord, we're good. If we continue to put you in the forefront, God, then we are good for 2024, Lord. And I pray that we as a church would continue to put you at the first and foremost. As we give our tithes, as we give our offerings, Lord, that it would be for your glory, not for our glory, Lord. As we give of our time, as we volunteer, we give our gifts, God, may it all be to your glory and not to ours. We love you, Lord. Amen. church. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. I'm going to share some things in a little bit. But before I do, I, I brought a group of friends up here. These are our part of our church family. This is Lydia Greer and the King family here. They're all going to be going out on our very first mission trip for 2024. Okay. We want to send them out in prayer. I, I, Lydia and Asa, I think y'all are leaving today. And then the King family, y'all are going to uh, leaving on the second, right? The second and ninth. They're going to our church partner in France. We're part of a, of a church planting in Bouzon, say France. And there's going to be a cultural event. And, and if you've ever heard the King family sing and play, they're amazing, just amazing. So as they go out, there's also, if you want to pray for them, there's this amazing prayer guide that is out on the missions table out in the, in the uh, atrium. If you don't know where that is, it's between the men's bathroom and the coffee bar. You find that there are a whole bunch of these. You can go and, and pick that and you can, you can join them in, by praying that the Lord will use them in power. But before they go out, I'd like for us to pray for them. So do you mind just standing with me? And if you would put your hands out toward them in, in uh, just solidarity, and I'm going to voice a prayer. And Lord Jesus, I pray as this team goes out to France. 
Lord, a place in France that I've been told is a place of spiritual darkness, Lord, where the light is starting to shine through, where this church plant is growing. Lord, I pray that you use these, these dear church brothers and sisters in power. Lord, I pray you use their talents, their availability. Lord, I pray you take them over safely. Lord, I pray that your word gets out. And Lord, we know that your word does not go out in vain. Lord, that as those seeds are planted, Lord, that, that we would eventually see the blessings of that. And Lord, bring them back here safely. And for all of this, Lord, we ask this to be the glory of your name. And Lord, to the increase of your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said, amen. 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 Bless God bless you. Bonjour. Bon voyage. Amen. You know, it's exciting time to be at Anastasia. It's been a really great year. Um, you know, it's been a challenging year, but God's been doing amazing things at Anastasia. There's, there's an energy there, and uh, I'm just very excited. I'm, I'm grateful to be your pastor. I'm grateful to be able to serve in a church because the heart is so great. Um, 2024, it's going to be another year. Every year, you know, you say, man, I can't wait for this year to be over. Isn't that how it is every year? Isn't that what we always say? Well, you know, this has been a good year for Anastasia, but I'm, ex I'm expecting a greater year. And, and I just want to tell you, for me, as I've been praying about 2024, this is the year for Anastasia of claiming the vision. This is the year of claiming the vision, okay? You know, the first half of the year, we're going to be opening up a rec center. And we're going to be establishing sports ministries, basketball, volleyball, pickleball. We're going to be doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Stay in your seats. <laughs> Family ministry. And what that is, we're, we're claiming the for generations to come vision. This is something that we have been praying for, for, for literally 25 years in my life. Uh, you know, in the second half of the year, we're going to be opening up a next gen center. And that's the building off to the side there. That's a preschool, children, and youth building because our, our buildings, they are great buildings. They've served us well, but they're aging and it's hard to secure them with so many outside doors. And so we're going to be opening up a safe, up-to-date uh, ministry center for preschoolers, children, and youth. There's going to be a rooftop patio for all ages to use. Uh, it's going to be updated. And, and what we're doing is we're supporting families. So when you come and you bring your kids, I know some of you parents, you bring your preschoolers here, the children there, the youth there. Everyone's all over everywhere. You'll be going into one building. We'll know who's going in and out. And it's for the security and the safety uh, of our kids. And I'm, I remember 25 years ago. 25 years ago, I'd just come on staff there and I was working with the vacation Bible school directors. We're planning for my very first vacation Bible school, Anastasia. Uh, Anastasia already had a strong tradition of it. And I remember we were walking in the children's areas, all those one-story buildings and thinking, man, this, the, these buildings, I wish these buildings could be more useful and, 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 and more usable for that. And we, we prayed and we had a vision for that. That was 25 years ago. 2024 is the year we're claiming the vision. 2024 is the year. Yeah, praise God. Where dreams of, 20, of 25 years are going to start taking place. But it's not just building a building. It's, it's making our family ministry more, uh, more powerful, 
more accessible. And so that's what we're doing. So in 2024, I pray in your life, it's a year of you claiming the vision for what God is calling you to do. Now, it means we're going to be stepping forward in some steps of faith. And I normally don't do this, but in 2024, you may hear me do this uh, probably every time I start a message. I want you to let you know some of the challenges that we're going to face as we claim the vision. They're not hard challenges, but you need to know what they are because how can you meet a challenge if you don't know what the challenge is, right? You need to know what it is. So I'm going to put up a first slide here. There, we're going to get to that building here. That Next Gen Center and Rec Center, it's a $16.7 million project that we embraced, um, embarked on. Biggest project ever by far in the life of our church. We're claiming that vision, that next, that 4G for generations to come vision. By the time we get into it, we're planning on financing 8 million of it. You know what that means? By the time we get in there, it's going to be already half paid for. Praise God. Praise God. We, we spent time on the front end trying to raise money. So by completion, we have to put, we have to put down $8.7 million. So far, we've raised to date. 6.8. We got 1.84 million by December of this year. That's our goal. Okay. And all of us together through 2024, we're going to claim that for generations of vision to come. Show the next slide. You'll hear me saying this, this over and over again, just a, a, a summarize. That's where we owe by completion 8.7 raised today, $6.86 million. Thank you, church. Thank you. We raised, in record time, we raised $6.86 million. Needed for the goal by December, $1.84 million. I want to share that with you because I want you to know the challenge. And, and I think with all of us together, and yet it doesn't matter how, how big your, your sacrifice is, you know, it's, it's with participation in all of us. You know, as I'm looking into the new year, I'm going to be reevaluating my finances, looking what I'm giving to 4G in every, in every paycheck. And then we know that... Uh, that God is going to bring this forward. And if, if there's super success, like I've seen, we, we told you in November, we needed 300,000 to sort of stay on track by the end of December. You've already raised 358,000. Okay. Yeah. Praise God. You guys are generous. And so anyway, I just wanted to let you know, this is to the glory of God. It's not the glory of, of anybody else. It's to the glory of God. So this is the challenge. All of us together through 2024 contributions to 4G. You give money to the four generations to come. You can look at the connect the QR code out in the, in the atrium. You can put an offering plate, just say for building fund or 4G. And that money goes there. And we're going to reach that goal by the end of this year. And we're going to see God do amazing things as we reach families for ministry. Amen. 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 I'm excited about that. You know, we're going to see vision. Today, what I want to do is I want to talk. I want to talk about seeing amazing things that the Lord wants us to see in 2024. Okay, I, I, want, I want to talk about our, our spiritual insight. I think our spiritual insight is a lot like our, our physical eyesight. And you know, I, I'm someone, I struggle with my eyesight. If you know me, you know that I have to have procedures and things every so often to keep the eyesight going. But you know what? God is doing great things. And I think we're going to see him do great things if we'll look and see him do it. There's a lot of times when people, when God does great things, and there's so many that don't see what God is doing because they're not looking. You know, God still works miracles. Do you believe that? God still works miracles. And, and you know what? Sometimes God works miracles right under our noses and we don't see it because we're not looking for them. Okay. I'm going to read a passage. It's Joshua 316, not John 316, 
Joshua 3.16. And you know what Joshua 3.16 is? That is the passage where the children of Israel actually claimed the promise of the promised land. That's where they actually stepped into the promised land. Joshua 3.16. Okay, it's a significant chapter. It's one of the three places in the Bible where God parted waters. God parted waters uh, several times. He parted the Red Sea. He parted it for Elisha and Elijah. And he parted it right here in Joshua 3. This is the passage where Joshua is confirmed uh, as Moses' successor. And, and anyway, it's the place where the people of Israel entered the promised land. Because I think that 2024 is a year that we're going to enter into a version of the promised land at Anastasia. It's one of those years. I just see God working that. And I hope you'll see what I'm seeing. But um, would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I ask that you would open our eyes to what you want us to see. Not just what I'm talking about, but what you want us to see. And Lord, I pray that uh, you would glorify your name. And Lord, we give power and honor and blessing. We, we, we give all that acknowledgement to you, Lord, and not to us. It's in your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Would you stand with me? I'm going to read the first five verses of this passage, and then we'll work through this passage as we go through the morning. But this is what it says in Joshua chapter three, verse one. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Shittim and they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, as soon as you see, as soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about 2,000 cubits in length. Do not come near it in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this word. Lord, bless the reading and the hearing and the proclaiming of your word in your precious name. Amen. You may be seated. I love that. Joshua said, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I believe that passage. Tomorrow, we're starting 2024. You know, consecrate yourselves because tomorrow God's going to do amazing things. There are amazing things that he's doing all throughout the world. God is working, okay? We're entering a new year. God, God was working wonders. God is still working wonders. God is still accomplishing miracles. The children of Israel, they saw miracles. We can see miracles, okay? And in this passage, not only did God work miracles, the people were prepared to see miracles. Consecrate yourselves. Consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. You know, you might be able to accomplish many things. You might be able to accomplish impressive things. Athletically, academically, financially, relationally, organizationally. They may be impressive, but I want you to know the most amazing things, they're done by the Lord. The most amazing things are done by the Lord. Joshua 3.3 3 is, uh, and so here's how we see that. He says in verse 3, he says, As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests. This is how you're going to see the amazing things. As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God. The Ark of the Covenant was a box. Okay, a box. Made of wood, covered in gold. Uh, specially designed by God. And it contained the Ten Commandments. It contained uh, Aaron's rod. It contained a jar of manna according to Hebrews chapter 9. And so, but, but most importantly, 
The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. The Bible tells us that God's presence rested on the Ark of the Covenant. And, and so God's presence was there. So as you're looking through the book of Joshua, and you know who the main character of the book of Joshua is? It's not Joshua. Joshua's the title character. God is the main character. God is the main person that's working in the book of Joshua. And so the presence of God was power, paramount. And so if you want to see God do amazing things, our focus needs to be on the presence of God. So first, focus, focus on the presence of the Lord your God. You ever see porpoises in the ocean? Yeah, yeah. If you want to see porpoises, you got to go out in the ocean and you got to look, okay? You're not going to see any porpoises in this room, okay? You know, you, you got to go and, and, and look for where they are. And it's the same thing. If you want to, if you want to see the God working, you need to be focusing on the presence of the Lord and, and noticing, being aware of what God is doing. You know, you know, um, sometimes we look in the wrong place, even when we try to be godly. Even when we try to be godly, sometimes our focus moves on not the presence of the Lord, but maybe the things that we do or, or how we're going to have worship or what we're going to wear or what we know in the Bible. And these are important, okay? But they are poor substitutes for God's presence. Amen. We want to focus on the presence of the Lord. And notice in verse 4. In verse 4 it says, that Yet there shall be a distance between you and it about 2,000 cubits in length. Do not come near it in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. The Israelites were on a journey, a place they'd never been. Okay, the old generation passed out, had passed away. None of us, not a single person here, has experienced 2024. None of us has, right? We have not gone this way before. I'm 61 years old. This is my first time being 61. Okay, I've never been 61 years old before. Now, 29, I've been 29 for 32 years. I have a lot of experience being 29 years old, okay? But 61, this is my first year being 61. You know, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Uh, the unexpected is a given. You know, we're, I want to expect the unexpected. And that unexpected may come as a, a myriad of tiny irritations, or that may come as a, a single event that might be drastic and catastrophic as you're looking at the world through earthly terms. I don't know what 2024 is going to hold, but I want you to know if I keep my focus on the presence of the Lord, I'll see amazing things happen. I'll see him doing wonders, you know, and, and as you're focusing on the presence of the Lord, let me give you a warning. I think so often we take the presence of the Lord for granted and we take it lightly. You notice in verse four, he said, there should be a distance between you and the ark. There should be a distance, 2,000 cubits. That's about a half a mile. That's like, that's like we're here and the ark is over at the amphitheater. Okay, it's quite a distance there. He said, you, you need, there, there needs to be a distance there because uh, the presence of God is not to be abused and the presence of God is not to be taken lightly. Okay, and so I want to say not only focus on the presence of the Lord, but we need to reverently Focus on the presence of the Lord. We need to realize when we're in the presence of the Lord, you are in the presence of God Almighty. Not just somebody. He is God Almighty. He created you. He gave you every breath that you have. And, and while our relationship with God is supposed to be intimate, it's not supposed to be casual. 
He's God, okay? So focus, we want to see God do amazing things. I want to focus on the presence of God. I want to, I want to reverently focus on the presence of God. And then as I look at verse 3, there's something else. And then he says, as soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. You're going to set out and follow. Two things. You're going to set out and follow. Set out means you're going to mobilize. If you want, if you want to see uh, God doing amazing things, we need to follow God. And that means we got to get up. Okay, we got to mobilize. Because if you're not setting out, you're just sitting out. If you're not setting out in, in God's plan, you're just sitting out and, and letting other people see what God's doing. So we got we to set out. And that means you got to take the big steps, the, the, the risky steps. You set out and we got to follow God. So church, this year, 2024, let's get up. Wherever you are, let's get up and let's set out and do what God calls each of us to do. Amen. Right? It, you want to do amazing, you want to see God do amazing things? We got to set out. And the second thing is we got to follow. And so I just want to say, not only are we focusing on the presence of the Lord, next point, we got to follow the presence of the Lord. Follow him. Follow him. Following the Lord. So powerful a concept. You can't accept the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior without following him as the Lord, okay? Without understanding that, that in this relationship between me and God, he, he leads. I follow. He's the shepherd. I'm the sheep. I, I see these bumper stickers all this time to say, I am not a sheep. Let me tell you, I am a sheep. I'm glad to be a sheep. And he's my shepherd and I follow him. Praise God for that. Praise God. You know, Jesus said this. He said, Luke 9, 23, he said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and what? Follow me. You know, we can be really good at talk, but not nearly so good at action. Not nearly so good at living out our faith. And so I want to I follow God. I want to follow the presence of God. Do whatever I have to do to be in his presence. That's why I, I believe. That's why I believe non-Christians uh, feel they can use the term hypocrite so effectively. It's because there are Christians that have a good vocabulary that's spiritual. But maybe not as good as following out. Following up on, on following the presence of the Lord. There's a discrepancy uh, between what we say uh, or acknowledge and what we actually do. And I think, I, I'm just been, I've just been reflecting on this in the past week. I think the discrepancy occurs because sometimes we don't fully understand what God wants us to do. I mean, that happens. We don't fully understand, so we don't follow fully. I, I get that. Sometimes is, it is that we don't want to understand God's will and we don't follow it. We, we, we sort of have our blinders on. Uh, but I think even more often is we understand God's will, but we have a rebellious nature in us. And, you know, there are other things we'd rather do than follow what God is calling us to do. And some of us were just lazy. We know God's will. We know what he wants us to do. We just don't set out. We don't mobilize for him. You know, if you want to see God saving souls on the front line, you got to go on the front line and see him saving souls. You got to share the gospel. That's what, that's what happened. So anyway, verse five, let's move on. Then Joshua said to the people, I love this passage. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. Consecrate yourself. Let's, let's make ourselves holy. 
Holiness is such an important concept in the Bible. Spiritual dedication to the Lord. That's what holiness is. It means being set apart, set apart for following God, set apart for his purposes. So uh, the point is this. You can write this down in the sermon notes, fusing them in the bulletin. Make ourselves holy and ready for the Lord. I want to be ready for God to use. And if I'm ready for God to use, it's a higher likelihood I'm going to be seeing God do amazing things because I'm going to be right there where he's working. You know, the, the relationship between being holy and witnessing the work of the Almighty is a direct relationship. You may, you may remember the account in the Gospels where it says that Jesus was in Nazareth. And in Nazareth, he couldn't accomplish any miracles because the people were looking through earthly eyes. They, they had unbelief. They weren't holy and ready for that. You want to see God do miracles? Be holy. Be ready to see those miracles. You want to see God working in prayer in a powerful way? Pray for miracles to happen. But then also it says in James 5, 16, it says the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So the relationship between being holy and dedicated to the Lord and seeing God doing miracles is a close, direct relationship. Okay? So in, in 2024, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. You want a list? You ask my wife. But in 2024, I want to be more holy than in 2023. And and only God can truly make us holy and sanctify us. But but we have an obligation to obedience, right? I mean, God is holiest. In the Bible where it says holy, 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 that's the Hebrew way of saying holiest. Okay, God is holy, holy, holy. Okay, and I can't be holy, holy, holy like God. We can never be like that. But we can strive to be holy among men and women, right? We can, we can strive to be dedicated to God among men and women. Consecrate means, means I'm, I want to be clean and separated and to withdraw from the things that are going to keep me from being useful for God. And so, uh, you know, for the people of Israel to consecrate themselves, that meant a ritual washing, okay? For us, similar principle. I, I just, just simplify it that way. If you want to stay clean, if you want to stay holy, don't play in the mud. Don't play in the spiritual mud. You want to stay clean, don't play in the spiritual mud. So let's make ourselves holy and ready for the Lord. You're looking at 2024. You want to see God do great things in this church. You want to see God do great things in your life. Make that commitment to to live a life that's ready and holy for the Lord. And then verse 9, it says this. And Joshua said to the people, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Come here, listen to the words. And Joshua said, here's how you shall know that the living God's among you, that he will, without fail, drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. I believe the seven nations that are listed here, they stand for the completeness of God's promises. Okay. Because this is the seven is the, no, seven is the number of completeness and perfection. There were many groups that the Israelites had to eventually uh, cause to leave the promised land. This represents that the God keeps his promises completely. And so how are they going to do that? Well, Joshua said first, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. And if you want to see God doing amazing things, do this. Let's fill our hearts with God's word. Let's fill our hearts with God. Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Come here. Listen to the words. What's your plan for filling your heart with God's word for 2024? You know, today is a great day to make a plan for Bible reading for 2024. You know why? Because you haven't messed it up yet. Okay? 
Okay, make your plan today and then start it tomorrow. You haven't messed it up yet. Okay, you, you, you know, uh, you're going to you have a good chance. Okay, so fill our hearts with God's word, because God, I think God's saying to all of us, come here and listen to my words. Come here into my presence and hear what you want me to, to say. You know, our lives are like a dwelling place. They are a dwelling place for the spirit of the Lord. And when we consecrate our lives, it's like we're cleaning out our hearts. I believe that if we if we allow allow it, the Holy Spirit cleans out our hearts. And it cleans out so that, that our place is a fit place. Our heart's a fit place for the Lord to live. But you know, a heart can be clean and empty. Just like a house can be clean and empty. And a house that's empty is not, it's just a house, it's not a home. I think our house needs to be furnished, you know, furnished. And, and we fill our hearts with God's word. And when, when we listen to God speaking in his word and when we apply his word to our lives, it's like adding furnishings in our hearts. I think, I think it just makes it easier to have that relationship with God more comfortable when we get the word of God in, in our heart. You know, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's a bed. I can rest on that. I can rest on that, that I'm going to have eternal, eternal rest in Jesus. You know, I, I'm going to go in there. There's a closet and I have a whole wardrobe. There's a helmet of salvation. Uh, there are sandals of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, a belt of truth. Ephesians 6, it tells me all about the spiritual weapons that God gives me. There's a table in the house. If I listen to the promises of God, I go to God's word and he says, I prepared a table for you in the presence of my enemies. Yeah, isn't that cool? I can furnish my heart with God's word and it makes it a beautiful place for the Holy Spirit to dwell in. Okay, there's a set of weights so I can be stronger. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me, right? Yeah, you hear that sound? I got the weights in there too. So yeah, there we go. So I want my heart well furnished. And I want God living in my heart. I don't want him living in a mattress on the corner of the room because that's all I've done. I just know one or two Bible verses. I want to fill up my heart with God's word, Okay. And when we claim the vision, what we're doing is we're claiming the promises of God that he tells us in scripture. So in 2024, fill our hearts with God's word. Let's do that, okay? Come here and listen to the words of the Lord. That's what he says. And then let's get to the passage I just love. This is starting at verse 14. So when people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan... And the feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped in the brink of the water. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of the harvest. The harvest, the waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarathon. And those flowing down toward the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off. And the people passed over opposite Jordan. Okay, that's verse 16. This is where they entered the promised land. And the people passed over opposite of Jordan. Now the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan and all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. The priest stood firm. I mean, the, the priests they were on the front line. They put, their, they put their feet in the flood waters, okay? They did it and then they, they, they stayed there, okay? And they stood firm in the promises of God. And God did what only God could do. And he, he parted the waters for them. Well, you know what? Those are the priests back then. Church, we are the priests. 
And God calls us to step out in faith and maybe put our feet in the floodwaters of a turbulent culture in a turbulent year and to stand firm. And let's watch God do what only God will do. Only God can do. So I want to say this next point is stand firm in his promises. Stand firm in his promises. This was not the Kadesh Barnea crowd. You know, Kadesh Barnea, if you're a Bible student and you've read about that, there was a time in the wilderness where God said, hey, y'all need to go on into the promised land. They left Egypt, go on the promised land. And at Kadesh Barnea, they camped and they decided, no, we can't go into the promised land. We can't claim the vision. We can't claim the promise. And you know what happened to those Kadesh Barnea people? They stayed 40 years in the wilderness. They died off. This wasn't the Kadesh Barnea generation that died off. This was the generation that said, I'm going to step out in faith. This was the generation that forged ahead. And they succeeded because they stood, stood firm in the midst of the flood. And they claimed the vision that God gave to them. Can I make the analogy here, church? We're not a Kadesh Barnea generation. I know this church. I've been here 25 years. And when God calls us to step out in faith, I know you're going to step out in faith. I've seen you do it over and over and over again. And I want you to know this year, next year, 2024, it's going to be a year of claiming the vision that God has put in forth. It's not because of us, though. We're just going to step out in faith and do the things God calls us to do. And we're going to stand firm in his promises. And we're going to see God do what only God can do. And bring people to him. Following God's heart. You know this. I know this. That's why a lot of people drop out of churches and some even drop out of faith because their discouragements and their temptations and there's peer pressure. And all of these have the potential to undermine our ability to see God doing amazing things, okay? But the Lord will help you through every obstacle. Everyone, there is not an obstacle that he cannot overcome. Okay? God is going to be working wonders here. Okay? For tomorrow, the Lord will work wonders. He's going to be working wonders. Will you see them or will you miss them? Okay? Will you be setting out to claim the vision or sitting out while others are seeing the vision take place? Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. That's a promise for you. That's a promise for all of Anastasia, but it's a promise for you today. Consecrate yourself. I'm gonna ask you to stand right now and I want you to think right now, what is that part of your life that God is calling you to consecrate yourself? Consecrate yourself. What's that area that needs to be more holy I know you won't be perfect in 2024, but what's that area that you're going to be closer to God in 2024? What's that commitment you're going to make? Consecrate yourself because tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. He'll do that in your life. I know he will. He'll do that in this church if you only believe and set out and follow him. Would you pray with me, please? Lord Jesus, I pray right now if there's someone that needs to trust in you as Savior and Lord. Lord, I pray that they would get up out of the complacent part of their heart that's saying, I can just live like this for a while and understand that we can't live without you. And Lord, I pray that that person would be going to you in prayer right now saying, Lord Jesus, I can't live without you anymore. I want to follow you as Lord of my life. Because I know, Lord, when, when 
when people come to you and they commit their lives to you, they put themselves in your hand. You are faithful and just. You bring forgiveness. You bring second chances. You bring up eternity, Lord. You rescue us from our sin. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. Lord, I pray that's happening this moment. Lord, let's move into 2024. Help us to see the amazing things you're going to do. But Lord, help us not to try to steal even a little bit of your glory, but all the glory to you. In your precious name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And all God's people said, amen. amen. We're going to have a time of response. The altar's open. If you want to come forward and pray for 2024 and how God's going to work in your life, feel free to come forward. If you want to come forward and you want direction and and helping to uh, find a new church home, uh, you need to get baptized. You need to follow in a step of leadership. Whatever God's calling you to do, you want to pray with someone, you come. You come as we sing. Jordan. Church, let's go into 2024 knowing we can never outrun the love of God. I have tasted, I have seen The realness of your love for me It's written on your hands and feet It's all the evidence I live in need Your love is better than
every time Every time I turn around Keep blowing my mind Every time Keep blowing my mind Every time oh, Every time I turn around Keep blowing my mind Every time Church, let's walk into this new year Believing that we will see the amazing things that the Lord is going to do. Amen. Because his goodness and his mercy are always following us no matter where we go in life. Amen. Amen. Happy New Year, church.